Hello everybody, welcome to Rookie Break Radio episode 26. My name is Dennis and today I'm joined by Raymond. That is my name. Cool. I didn't actually ask you before the show, I was like, I think it's Raymond. <laughs> and I was well, right. we, we only played the one time, it was last yeah. of us, and I, I introduced myself and said you could call me daddy and you were a little taken aback. <laughs> Yeah, not gonna do that. <laughs> Alright, so this episode will be all about Spider-Man, PS4, and the Spyro Reignited trilogy. And we have another topic that we may do or may not do, depending on how much we talk about those two things. Um, but before we go into that, we're gonna talk a little bit about what we have been playing uh, lately. So how about you uh, begin? Alright, yeah, so... I've been playing, uh, I like to go for achievements a lot and trophies, so I like to complete games. So, Rise of the Tomb Raider was a big one I just completed, uh, did the endurance mode. Uh, I started doing, uh, Super Hot, that game's a lot of fun. Mm. Star Wars Battlefront 2, I dabble in. Uh, Cars 2, the video game, was free on Xbox, so I downloaded that and completed it. So, what's that, that the, was a game. Uh, what do you think about Star Wars Battlefront 2? Um... So my my roommate bought it for us because we share our licenses, mm. and I think I bought Call of Duty. He got that. That was like our trade. At first, I was like not enjoying it at all because like it was really apparent that they were they had like those um those purchasable upgrades that really kind of ruined the experience. Yeah. But since they got rid of all that, they seem to really have like revamped it with um leveling your individual characters, classes, and like vehicles. So that you can unlock and like choose those different uh, abilities, and put those like star cards in. So that's pretty cool, actually. I'm glad they fixed that. Mm. And I just I, I like playing as Kylo Ren because I really like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do and you then, think? Uh, about, what do you think about the campaign? Oh, uh, the the campaign. Um, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of problems I thought with it, uh, story wise. Like the love story just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, I, I don't know if they purposefully set it up so that it seemed like two of the main characters were actually race parents, because they made it seem like that, and then they gave out the rest of the campaign as kind of like free DLC, and I mean, that was pretty cool. I liked the, the remaining campaign. The, mm. the, yeah, it was, it was an okay campaign. It wasn't anything too, too special. Yeah. I haven't played it. Um, you know, I'm just like I liked uh, Star Wars Battlefront, like the first EA one. Like I thought it was entertaining in multiplayer or whatever. But like this yeah. one, I'm just like, I like, think this I'm one's. Even... I think this one definitely plays better, and they definitely learn from some of their mistakes with the first or mm. whatever you want to call it, the first EA one. Mm. But yeah, it's. I think it's better. The combat's a little better. So. That's that's about it. Might get it on discount. So yeah, what anything else? Uh, I've been playing like a crap ton of Fortnite because I'm trying to unlock that John Wick skin. I think I'm like <laughs> tier ninety one now. So there's that. And then the last thing that I was literally playing while we we're doing the the pre recording, it's called Horse Racing Simulator 2016. And this game's crap. <laughs> it's not good, especially since I think it normally costs like fifteen bucks. But it was on sale for like two, and I'm like, me and my one friend, we just buy these kinds of weird games sometimes. And we're just like, yeah, we might as well suffer through it together. And for two bucks, it's like nothing. <laughs> All right. 
that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the extent of like what I've been playing recently. All right. So, um, uh, I haven't been playing a lot. I actually like. Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm waiting for God of War, as uh, we talked a little bit about beforehand. Um, mm. And Far Cry Five, I'm just not interested in uh, at all. Like, um, I'll probably pick that up on discount. I, I also just don't have the money to be spending on just like every new AAA game. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, and like, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. Like, I was thinking back, like, oh, Far Cry Three, like that was so good. Like, how come they they just don't do that? Uh, do more of that and then i just realized because my main uh, i played four uh and my main criticism with four was that it didn't feel like a sequel to three and it didn't feel like a copycat of three it felt like someone it felt like it felt like a wannabe three yeah it felt like oh do you remember this guy from from far cry 3 well this guy he's like that guy but he's like way more cool dude that that's far cry 4 in a nutshell um and then when i see like far cry 5 i see the exact same thing like oh look this is like uh like look how cool and extreme everything is um but then i go back and look at far cry 3 and i realize the things that I don't like about 4 and 5 is the exact same thing. <laughs> it, like, four, 3 has the exact same problem. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I, I didn't play Primal. Uh, Me neither. I played, I played 4 first because I actually got it for free. Because um, I got, like, one of the season passes for Assassin's Creed, and then they're like, oh no, we screwed up real bad. Pick one of, like, six games off this, off this list, and we'll give it to you for free. Mm. To, like, make up for it. Uh, I yeah. think it was uh-huh. Unity, maybe. And I was just like, oh, I already got Rayman, uh, not interested in this, 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 or this, so I'll just take Far Cry 4. Uh, played through that, I thought it was, I thought it played really good. Um, I was kind of, like, lost on it, and then once they, uh, once I got a bow and arrow, and, like, I just clicked in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like Green Arrow when he's on the island. I was, like, immediately sucked into it. Like, because, as far as I'm concerned, I wasn't, like, the Indian, or whatever region it's supposed to be i wasn't that guy i was just oliver queen chilling on the island (laughs) but towards the towards the end i'm like so i'm I'm either making this a super hardcore like drug state or a super hardcore like military state and i'm like either way it's just not gonna end up well (laughs) so i'm like eh, story secondary but the gameplay was great and then played three uh didn't really have any problems with that except for the mission where you have to go and find like the dagger or whatever it is I don't and remember it's, it's basically like Mario, anymore. where it's like, it's it's like, oh, here's the here's the dagger or some weird like relic, and it's like, oh, go get it. You go in. There's this like weird military guy that's like following you, and he keeps like telling you, oh, go in, go in, and it's like, oh no, your dagger's in another castle, and you go through it like three or four times. I'm like, that's like just clearly just unnecessary padding to the campaign. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, never played Primal and Five. I'll wait till it goes on sale because, like I said, just don't have the the funds for it. Yeah. Yeah, like I I think it's uh and I think this is like a problem with a lot of games these days is where like the gameplay and the story it, they don't match up like at all. Uh mm-hmm. I think they call it loot and narrative dissonance. Um and yeah, like I I think the I think one of the reasons why people liked 
Blood Dragon so much is because... Oh, I did play Blood Dragon. I forgot about um, that. <laughs> yeah, like, the reason why people love Blood Dragon so much is because that didn't exist in Blood Dragon, because they embraced the, the like, extreme nature of Far Cry in that game. Yeah. Um... So I I oh, just that was over the top. That yeah, game, that game was so good. Yeah, and I think that's the problem with it, with a lot of games. Like I think a lot of AAA games today have they have like the writing department who's like we're gonna make this the story like so heavy and it's gonna be like so emotional and it's gonna be like really we're gonna make a statement and then you got the gameplay department who's like dude we're gonna have like this really cool gameplay thing and and, like it's gonna be really cool and then you throw them both together and it's like why this is this the same game (laughs) i'm gonna oh we're gonna we're gonna really tackle the issue between like drug states and like military also we're gonna have this super school super sweet hang glider that you just fly everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah let's um yeah what i've also uh, i've played like a lot of fallout shelter which is like it's it's like it's not even fun i'm just wasting my time honestly because i don't have anything better to do that's pretty that's pretty much what it is it's it's not like i was playing it on my xbox one like a while like Maybe a year ago when I was just like, I really have nothing else that I'm going to like start investing my time in. Mm. So I'll just hop into Fallout Shelter and put in like a few minutes. As a console experience, it's a little weird. I imagine it feels like right at home when you're on your phone, like if you're doing like a morning commute on a train or something, yeah. which I would imagine is what it was originally intended to be. Yeah. So otherwise, I'm just sitting there waiting for people to pop out more kids so I can have more people in my shelter <laughs> so I can level up. Yeah. It just takes forever. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest problems with Fallout Shelter is that I, um, the way I I don't play a, like a lot of these kinds of games, but what I've understood like from what I've seen of these kinds of games is that when you progress enough through the game, there are things that you can unlock to unlock to automate a lot of the smaller tasks that you did in the beginning of the game, and that just doesn't yeah. exist at all in Fallout Shelter. And at this point, like, I have 70 dwellers and, like, probably, like, at least 30 rooms or something like that. 20, something like that. And Mm. it is just stressful. Like, it's just pure stress because you need to manage everything. And, like, (laughs) I did, like, I'm at one point I made probably, like, every woman in the entire, um, in the entire vault pregnant. So the next day when I went into the game again, there were just multiple people walking around, not doing shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Kids. They don't have a job yet. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think they were all born and then they were all adults, like when I looked into the game again. So there were just a lot of oh, people okay. walking around everywhere. And it's so hard to know which rooms like they're actually assigned to and which rooms they're just walking around in. So I'm like yeah. looking all over the place, like, uh, what are you doing? What's your speciality? Where should I, where the fuck should I put you? I don't have anywhere to put you. This room's full already. It's like I need more people in the power department, but I don't have anyone with strength ability. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, oh, I can't even manage this anymore. And it was like yesterday or something like that. Uh, there was a rad roach. Uh, infestation uh, infestation and i think like 
uh, 60% or 70% of everyone died. And I don't know how that became from red roaches, because they're, like, really easy to kill. Um, they're, like, the weakest enemy in the entire game. Um, but yeah, and I was like, I, I can't even do this anymore. I just completely abandoned it. And then I picked it back up again. And then I, I, I had spent so much fucking money to revive everybody. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to stop playing it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, because I went back to my Switch again, and I started, like, looking through the games that I got. And, um, yeah, because there was a sale, like, during the last two weeks or something like that. Um, and I bought a game called uh, Cluster Truck. Do you know about this game? I absolutely know about that game. I haven't played it yet, but I, I know it looks it looks pretty funny. Pretty fun as well. Yeah, and, and I got that game. It was like around when it came out on Switch. And I like, so I do as I do in every game, you know, where you have a camera. I go into the game. I go into options. I put it into inverted Y because I play with inverted Y. And I start playing the game. It's like, the inverted is not working. And I'm like, why is this not working? And I keep like flipping it on and off. And it's like, it's not working. And then I flip the X one. And then guess what? The invert X inverts both axes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, what? That's not fun. <laughs> and so I, you look left and then you, you go right and vice versa. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how anyone uses invert X, by the way. I understand, like, since I am the- I use invert Y, like, it's- it's more understandable, like, it probably comes from, yeah. like, flight sticks and stuff like that, but, like, invert X, like, that makes literally no sense. Um, but, so I'm, like, playing this, like, I- I can't play this. Like, I literally can't play it. Um, so I go to Twitter, I tweet at the developers and say, like, hey, um... <laughs> the invert Y doesn't work on the Switch version. Why you do this? And I get a response from them like, uh, yeah, we didn't, ma- we didn't make this port. <laughs> like, our publisher <laughs> made the port. And, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you that release... Is, that is a common thing, though. They do usually just send it off to another studio. Yeah, like, yeah, that was not a problem. The problem is, like, how did they not test the invert Y feature? How the fuck, like, there are literally two options in the options menu, aside from the sensitivity, and that's invert X and invert Y. <laughs> like, did they literally have no testing for this port? Like, how? Well, maybe all their testers didn't want to invert their stuff. So then they're just like, alright, it's good to go. There wasn't, like, but anything that, on the That'd be weird, because I know a lot of people love to love inverted compared to, like, normal. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't remember the percentage, but um, I think it's fairly low. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I just stopped playing it, and then I saw a patch recently, so I started playing it again. I was like, it, and then I realized, like, yeah, it's, I don't, I just don't like the game. <laughs> it's just not a good game. <laughs> uh, or like the the biggest problem with the game, I think, is that um you can you can't remap jump uh because you can only okay. jump with a and first of all you don't jump with a on a nintendo platform because you jump with b on a nintendo platform so it's yeah, like because they they switched a and b from like what an xbox controller would be right yeah like, did or, they switch both a b and x y uh yeah basically i mean technically the x xbox flipped the buttons because nintendo did it first <laughs> 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you jump with B, but in the game you jump with A, which is fucking difficult for me to do because I always jump B in Mario with and all either... these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and like, yeah, and since you constantly have to use both the left stick and the right stick to kind of move around, like you you need to constantly remove yourself from the right stick, which is it just doesn't work. If you could jump with one of the triggers or the bumpers, then you could actually use everything at once. And yeah, so I don't really enjoy the game at all because the controls are <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, something pretty exciting. I guess we can kind of. Uh, small news story I'm just gonna bring in for a quick moment so do you know about a game called Chicken Wiggle no I don't is that like related to Chicken Little no it's not um so Chicken Wiggle was like a Mario Maker style game that was released in like very late on 3DS um okay. and it basically got no community at all so uh the developers uh they ported it they're gonna port it to switch and they put up a kickstarter campaign and i funded that kickstarter campaign and like last like last minute like or um i think it was like a few days before the, the kickstarter ended they funded the entire game but then they were like oh yeah if we get um five thousand more we're gonna have an orchestral soundtrack by grant kirkhope and okay and uh, if you don't know who Grant Kirkhope is, he is I the guy. Uh, he is the guy behind the music in Banjo Kazooie. In uh, oh, um, I know that. Yeah, uh, like a lot of other rare games, he also did the recent Ukulele, which is a trash game. Okay. And he also Ooh, did. Um, <laughs> and he also did uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, a music in that. Okay. Uh, he's I done heard Mario all... Plus Rabbids was really good. Yeah, uh, he's done a lot of uh, awesome music. So yeah, uh, and like, I think <laughs> it was like minutes before the Kickstarter ended, they actually got um, um, got to the stretch goal of the orchestral soundtrack. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to play that, and I'm basically uh, I got like an early bird um, tier, so I'm getting it like five bucks cheaper or something like that. But yeah, cool. uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Uh, and even though. Like, it was this kind of game where I like some of the games that they've made. Uh, they made Muted Muds and uh, Seer Drifter. Seer Drifter is specifically a game that I really like about him, uh, from, from them. It's like a Metroidvania-style game that is very small, very short. Um, so, like, yeah, it's, it's basically a Metroid game that you can beat in two or three hours. Uh, very, very simple, very quick, and yeah, just a very um, small and enjoyable experience. So I really liked that game. Uh, so yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fund this game. It was like, not even <laughs> a lot anyway. I was like, yeah, I, I need games on my Switch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting fun that, uh, that I actually got it funded. Because I, I thought like, oh yeah, oh shit, they're like only four days left on this Kickstarter. And like, are they even going to get funded? And then it happened. And I was like, phew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's head into our big first like news topic or whatever of the show and that is spider-man ps4 they announced like game informer is having 
like a month or whatever of exclusive coverage of Spider-Man on PS4 by Insomniac. Uh, and they announced the release date, which is September 7th uh, this year. So uh, I think it's a very... Um, I, I predicted like before, because they said beforehand, there was like, okay, we're going to announce the release date uh, tomorrow or whatever in the trailer. And I said, like, it's going to be sometime in summer. And uh, like, I, I, my guess was, ju was June, but I said like, uh, yeah, it could be August at the latest. And September 7th, not that far <laughs> away from my guess. So I, I'm, I'm considering myself to be correct. Yeah, I figured I figured it would come out. Probably, I figured it would if it did come out this year because I know there was like rumblings it would get pushed. I figured August was going to be the sweet spot for it, mm. just because that August is like, at least in most recent years, it seems like it's a good time to release like your bigger games before the holiday rush. Yeah, of just like the consistent like every year titles like a COD or, uh, is this is this your Battlefield? Because I yeah. think they're doing like yeah. Battlefield Battlefront swapping. Yeah, it's Battlefield this year. Okay. So, yeah, August, I that seemed like the more likely time that I thought, especially since Sony was putting out, like, God of War uh, in April. Yeah. I figured they'd want to give that time time to breathe. Uh, so, yeah, the date didn't come as too much of a surprise. What's going to kill my bank account is Tomb Raider comes out around then, and I will want the new Tomb Raider so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tomb Raider, uh, like... The weird, like the weird thing of Shadow of the Tomb Raider is like it was leaked like a year ago or something like that from someone on a like a subway or something. Yep. And then it was just completely silent, and then they like teased it on Twitter where with like a sentence or something where every the first letter of every sentence spelled out Shadow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. See, so yeah, and but yeah, we basically see nothing of the game. So it's gonna be interesting what it is, and we don't even uh, we don't even know if it's actually developed by Crystal Dynamics or not. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but but back to Spider Man before we get too sidetracked. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, about uh, Spider. Yeah, like I I've seen a lot of people since. Um, I mean, we both follow uh, kind of funny a lot, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's always speculation about when Sony are gonna release their uh, their play uh, their PlayStation exclusives, and I always like look at the chat when I'm watching their shows live, and people be like specu speculating, "Oh, Last of Us is gonna be released in fall 2018 or fall 2019." I'm like, dude, Sony has specifically come out and said that we don't release games in the fall season anymore, <laughs> in the fall or holiday yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, when I worked at GameStop like forever ago. Um, my assistant manager was, like, really big into, like, Sony and PlayStation. I guess just gaming in general, because, I mean, clearly mm. you gotta be to work there. <laughs> but he was saying, like, what he thought the reason why Sony doesn't do that, like, doesn't release in, like, our holiday season, is because, I guess, in Japan, their holiday season is, like, more our, like, springtime. Like, the, the I don't know, like, April, Marchish time. So that's, like, when the kids have more of, like, the influx money, so that's when they spend, that's when they do more of the, uh, the big releases, because that's when more people are buying. And Actually, I don't really think it is that, or did you have anything else to add that out? No, that was about it. Okay. Uh, I don't I, know if he was just speculating, but that's what I always assumed. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it is, uh, that is the case, because 
a lot of Sony's games are Western games, like God of War and Uncharted and stuff like that. Um, That's true. And I don't think they're super big in the Japanese market. Like they did, they still do localize them, of course, but I don't think they're massive in that market. Uh, I actually think it's more, and I think it's Sony. Actually, I think I don't remember who specifically said it, but it was someone at Sony who said like. Yeah, uh, we just let the third parties battle it out in the holiday season, and we just kind of chill out uh, the uh, the rest of the year, you know. Like, um, once you mentioned that most of the most of their games seem more Western, it immediately clicked for me that yeah, that's probably more the the case that they're just like we don't want to get our stuff like cannibalized and releasing it then. Yeah, and I also think uh, Sony's games are a lot more niche than something like Call of Duty. Um, they're they're more. They're, I would say they're. Maybe not even so much first party, but like first and second party games. Like, yeah, uh, you look at like a, a Bloodborne type of scenario. That's definitely mm. more niche than like a Call of Duty. Yeah, and like uh, if you look at a game like uh, God of War, like it's a single player mm-hmm. only game. You know, uh, like it's not what the uh, what the popular public like because like the biggest games right now are like Destiny, Fortnite overwatch like it's all multiplayer games that you can play forever so like this yeah, yeah. single player game that is like very uh like specific like linear and specifically designed for the the way they're doing it right like it's not what like the the big like mass mass like market wants it's um so i think by releasing them in a less crowded time of the year they actually have a large chance of actually reaching uh, outside the PlayStation exclusive community where everyone's like, oh, I want the new Uncharted and all this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially with a game like God of War, that actually has brand, brand recognition. Um, I think they could actually lure some people who kind of, oh, I played God of War back in the day to buy this game. and like, wait, this is not... What happened? <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Spider-Man PS4. Um, yeah, as we talked a little bit about beforehand, I was extremely skeptical from the moment this game was announced, uh, or like at least from the moment we saw gameplay of it, because mm-hmm. all they showed was scripted quick-time events. Uh, that's all they showed, and I'm like, why at least that's what that's what they looked they looked like yeah because like realistically it didn't seem like you anyone be able to make those kinds of moves like super quick like it seemed like they would have to be more quick time event yeah or cutscene. yeah and i i was really um really afraid that uh they because they and in in the in their in the uh in like the developer interviews and all that they were talking about like oh we really want you to feel like spider-man we're doing this like really epic moments to 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 really like display how how cool spider-man is and all this stuff and I, i'm like and i'm sitting there watching like dude we have a spider-man movies for that make a game that is all about just swinging around uh new york you know and now when they're actually showing more gameplay i'm like Yes, they're actually doing that too. <laughs> yeah, the game the gameplay they've shown looks really good. Yeah, uh, and it, it it looks like by far the best iteration of us of Spider Man in a video game so far. Like, have you watched some of the the recent gameplay? Yeah, I've seen some of it. Um, like the fluidity. I personally, I actually, I actually really liked. Uh, I thought Amazing Spider Man was actually pretty good. Yeah, I thought like, that was I enjoyed good that too. one. 
Yeah, I thought I didn't play the second one. I didn't either. Uh, It was supposed (laughs) to be pretty bad. Um, Yeah, that's what I've heard. But like the fluidity in Spider-Man's movements is insane. Like you can't. And they, uh, I, they, I think they released a clip like yesterday on Game Informer. And they said, like, oh, yeah, if you swing into a building, Spider-Man would just start running up the building instead of you, like, crashing into the building. And they're like, yeah, obvious. Like, yeah, it's so obvious. Like, obviously that would happen. (laughs) Like, why would he just kind of start crashing into the building? Yeah. and Like, when they, um, what was it, Assassin's Creed 3, when, or was it 3, where they're like, it was one of them where they're like, oh, now when you see, like, a door, you're going to be able to go into the building instead of just running up the wall. Yeah. Like when there's like an open window or something. Yeah. Uh, and how they introduced in, what's it, uh, Unity. Like, oh yeah, you can climb down now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, just oh, not time. here before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but it looks so smooth and it looks so just f- like so fluent and how it's not just swinging either. It's like, okay, you can actually. Um, you can actually attach to a specific point and and go there and yeah it's it, it seems to be a very flexible uh, movement system I uh, my only um, fear or whatever uh, regarding that is that the controls are going to be extremely complicated or that the controls make no sense or whatever like that could still be uh, a problem uh, because a lot of games that have a lot of very different features in a game will be like, okay, you have feature X on uh, this button and you have feature Y on this button while you could actually do something like uh, like a Mario situation where you crouch and roll with the same button, for instance. Um, but What game does that? I was literally just playing a game where they made... Oh, it's... Ba- yeah, Battlefront. They made... For some reason, they took... They put crouch as, like, you have to hold down B or, I guess, circle on PlayStation. Mm. But then if you if you just tap it, you just roll constantly. Like, something... They did something weird with the control where it's just super frustrating. Mm. And, I mean, as far as Spider-Man goes, I could see a lot of that complication that you're talking about coming from, like, you can do, like, these moves with the face buttons, but then when you hold this bumper, you do all of these. And when you hold this bumper, you do all of these. Mm. Like, I could see that being the yeah. issue as far as complication. Yeah, but. controls is a really hard thing to nail because you don't want to spread out the controls on too many buttons. You want to control you want to kind of center them on like a specific um set of buttons. Like you want to have a primary like I think about controls as someone who wants to get into game design. I think of all about this. Uh like when I think about okay, like you got to think about controls in like a primary and secondary action way like if you it's like some primary actions like jumping for instance like that needs to be yeah. close you need that needs to be available to the player like very easily and then you have like a secondary action that could uh that could be something that uh like yeah while well, you have your thumb on x for instance to jump uh, a secondary action could be like a punch on square for instance but you don't have to move your thumb very much to reach that but then you have like a tertiary action which could be something on triangle where you actually need to move your thumb to reach it but that needs to be uh an action that you don't use as often as the secondary and primary action mhm 
Um, but at the same time, you don't want to have a situation where, okay, you hold R2 and then you press X to do this, and then you hold uh, R1 and R2 and press circle to do this. It's like, and at that point, it just becomes like, uh, like a keypad. <laughs> you need to remember the code of how to do things. Um, but yeah, so yeah, controls are, are really hard to nail. Um, and I hope they do a good job. Um, so anything else you want to talk about regarding Spider-Man? Um, as far as Spider-Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, I heard there was a rumor that, uh, Doctor Strange was going to be in it. Which could be cool. Um, they, they said, uh, I don't know if they said, uh, that Doctor Strange was specifically going to be in it, but we, uh, we know that Avengers Tower, um... Sanctum Sanctorum. That's what it was. Not that he was in it, but that his yeah. his like fortress was gonna be in it. Yeah, and one oh yeah, Wakanda uh, Embassy. Those three buildings are in this version of um, New York. Which that'll that'll be good because it'll it'll give not so much the illusion, but it'll make it seem like it is like not not cinematic universe, that it is its own universe where like, yeah. all this other stuff is going on. There is a bigger world. It's not world. like an isolated thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, the first thing I'm going to do is find Avengers Tower and go to it and see how similar it is to the cinematic universe yeah. one. <laughs> there, better, there better be, like, some clever trophies. and I was going to say achievements, but there won't be achievements. Uh, there better be some, like, clever trophies, like, climbing the climbing those towers or, like, uh, like, yeah, like, climbing all the different, like, Marvel reference towers type of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, something that I'm not very, um, happy about regarding just Insomniac's games recently at all. Playing as Mary Jane? <laughs> no, I mean, that could be cool. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but... That'll be, that'll be... I don't know what they're going to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I'm not very excited about is, I don't know, like, Insomniac has an insanely strange obsession with keeping their games at 30 FPS. And yeah, it's it's weird. Like they specifically came out and said, like, "Oh yeah, on like Spider Man is gonna be running at 30 FPS on PS4 and 30 FPS on PS4 Pro." It's like, um, you think anyone likes that information? It was like, like you, they said you know, it like like you it was know it can proud. run better, right? Yeah, and yeah, I was like, like what? And like on PS4 Pro, like give me a performance option. Like even if it can't run at yeah. 60, like give me a performance option. Um, what was it? There was a what was the game that just came out where you could choose performance or visuals that's, for the game to focus on. There's a lot of games on the PS on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X that do that. Uh, I know. Like, I thought there was one recently that like was a big deal that they did it. It was very interesting. Maybe it was the first one I saw. Uh, yeah, I know that um, God of War will have performance options, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, like they, they announced, like Insomniac announced, like when we got into this generation of consoles, they were like, yeah, we're going to focus on 30 FPS games. And like, there's nothing wrong with 30 FPS games. Like, uh, definitely not. But no, a game but, uh, like Spider-Man. At least give like, the option. Yeah. Like, like, game I, like I know they want to make sure their game's running at like a smooth rate and that mm -hmm. like, they're not pushing it too hard. Cause then, I mean, if they do push it too hard and then it doesn't perform the way it needs to on the PS Four versus PS4 Pro, and like yeah. people are talking about that, it's going to give them like a muddled message about how good the game is. Yeah, but 
At least, at least give the option. I mean, I know a lot of people won't even realize it's there. Yeah. But, um, but like, um, especially a game like Spider-Man that is all about the fluidity and the experience. I feel like at that point, like, a, a higher frame rate is kind of something that would be really a cool feature in a game like that. And mm. the fact that it's what not was, coming to PC. Last um, their last game... Was it, was it Sunset Overdrive? It was Ratchet and Clank. Oh, okay, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank was gorgeous. That, that yeah. game was really good looking. Sunset yeah, Overdrive was, was really good too. That, speaking yeah. of like fluid movement, they did a really good job of making you constantly need to actually be on the move. So, yeah. I mean, they have they clearly have experience with that in that game. So that's I that am, leads me to have more faith in the Spider-Man game. I am one hundred percent certain that Sunset Overdrive was what got him hired to do Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Sunset Overdrive so much. Yeah, Such that's a, fun a game. cool game. Yeah. Um. So, anything else about Spider-Man? Did you know he's Peter Parker? No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Oh, uh, we when we were talking before, and we mentioned that we were hoping they had some cool skins. Um, yeah, for the character, you were saying you wanted the Iron Spider from the. Uh, I don't want the Iron Infinity Spider. War. I want I want the Homecoming and Civil War version of his outfit. I want. I also want his Homecoming outfit when he gets his uh, Civil War outfit taken away. I don't. I don't. Little, I don't like, like his, that. That's that's. You don't the, like that? I th- no, I hate the homemade Spider-Man suits. Oh, I think it looks so cool. You're um, a lunatic. <laughs> no, I I I love the and the specific, like especially like uh, not trying to spoil uh, Homecoming too much, but like when they're like, okay, yeah, you can. Here. Yeah, like uh, just kind of jump forward like thirty seconds or something. But like, yeah, when they when they like. Yeah, you can't have the suit anymore. It's like, but I love that suit so much. I think it's like one of the best designs of Spider-Man's suit, and they just take it away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I would really like to see like this, just like the movie versions of the suits. Like, even bring it. Like, you can even bring in and some cool comic versions. Yeah, you can even bring in like the Sam Raimi versions. You could bring in yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man versions actually really liked the the suit that they had in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Love the comic style mm. large eyes that they put on that suit. Yeah. Um I, that's what I liked about a uh, a lot of like the older superhero games was like when you got one you got like I know like in the current gaming marketplace is going to come out very differently. Like but you got like outfits from like all sorts of like weird eras of the heroes too. Mm. That was really cool. Yeah. Like um the Wolverine games I remember they added like a lot of different skins. Mm. For just various different iterations of them, so I'm hoping they put that in Spider-Man. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. And then the way uh, I, they said that, um, and something I really liked that they did is like I think Game Informer asked them like, okay, uh, are there gonna be any uh, any microtransactions in the game? And the game director said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, yes, thank you. That reminds you. me of a. Uh... That reminds me, uh, there was a trailer that they put out for, uh, the game's called A Way Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just came out. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. Where it's, like, co-op only. It. You played it? You yeah, liked I it? it? Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was they, very um, good, especially for, like, how small the team is that they made it. Yeah. The game director, he, he did, like, a promo video, and he's like, Oh, yeah, 
you want to play with your friend? And he pulls out, like, two copies. He's like, here's this copy. F this copy. And he throws it yeah. behind him. He's like, you only need so, one copy. Yeah, exactly. Yo, Safaris. He's so, a very interesting man. Shock, <laughs> shocking, considering EA developed it, or published it. Yeah, but that's uh, that's what they uh, said, right? Like, EA Originals, that's... Uh, they EA literally doesn't get any profits from those games. As long as they go plus minus zero, they're good. And all the money mm. goes to the developer. That's good. Yeah. Really, really cool uh, concept. Um, so, so yeah, uh, but they, they've said that there will be a lot of unlockable costumes in the game. And yes. there was uh, an interview, yeah, again, that they did with, again, Game Informer, where they said, like, it was one of the guys at Game Informer saw, like, one screen of, like, the suit's screen or whatever. And he said, like, there was at least 21. And the guy, uh, the guy from, or, like, the game director said, like, oh, yeah, you, that was not even the entire screen. Uh, <laughs> like, that, that was just that part really of it. Exciting. Uh, I'm hoping they throw a spider Gwen in there. I like her costume yeah. design. I'm That'd paraphrasing, cool. obviously. I might be misremembering things, but... No, I'm, I'm quoting you as a source. <laughs> the point is, there are going to be a lot of well, costumes in the game, and they're going to also add costumes because they're going to have three DLC packs, and they're, they said they were going to have at least one more costume in every DLC pack. So That's cool. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, they're definitely putting... Maybe one uh, of those DLC packs will be from one of the movies. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think they're approaching things in very, very good way. As as I said before, the only thing, the only two things that I'm worried about with this game is quick time events and that the controls could be too complicated. I'm trying um, to think if I have any concerns other than the quick time events. I don't. I don't think so. I yeah. think something that might be a little weird though. I think they showed a little of it in the trailers. Was like. Just to, just to finish this off, because we've already been talking about it a little while. Yeah. But um, when when you punch someone and it looks like they're about to fall off a building, I think they showed some shots of like him like quickly like shooting a web to kind of catch the bad guy, so he's not mm. literally plummeting to his death. Yeah. In in like high, if they have them like high enemy count scenarios, if you're on a building, I'm worried if like it's gonna look as fluid. Like when you punch someone and you go for another person, if like he has to like whip his arm weirdly to like sort of catch them so that mm. they don't fall off. I'm sure they have specific animations for yeah, uh, be like if you look at a combat system in like I saw like a um a GDC talk about the combat system in in The Last of Us and there are like so many nodes of possible common like possibilities in in like the combat system and yeah, like a, a game like this, like the different animations that they put in a combat system, it's insane how many different, different variations they put in there. And I'm sure if you perform like a finishing move uh, next to a ledge or something, they have a specific animation or a specific set of animations that Spider-Man do where uh, like like after the finishing uh, hit, he like puts out like a, a web to catch uh, the character. So yeah, I think it's very much integrated into the animations. I imagine there's one where he shoots a little web lasso and just puts it around the guy's neck and just tosses mm-hmm. him off the building. <laughs> I imagine that's probably one of them. He's pretty ruthless. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, a very recently announced game, which is Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Oh, I cannot wait! 
<laughs> you are a Spider-Man. No, I mean a Spyro fan. Oh, um, Spider-Man. So, <laughs> I am a Spider-Man. Um, I remember playing the demo of the first one on like my cousin's PlayStation when we were like really young, and she never played it. Um, I also rem- like I remember bits and pieces from them. Like Ripto's Rage was my main one, and I remember like that last castle area like really distinctly. All I really remember from the first Spyro is, like, you would get into, like, one of these, like, field courtyards, and there was, like, a dragon statue, and I was like, oh my god, what's this dragon statue? Then I go and unlock it, and a dragon pops out, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I just never found another one. And I'm like, man, these (laughs) things must be really rare. But I think I played... I think I played the trilogy as a whole, from the little bits I remember. And then I think I definitely played a couple of the GameCube games, and I know they weren't really all that good. Mm, yeah. But, no, I I love Spyro. I can't wait for it to come back. Yeah, I've never played a Spyro game. <gasps> I don't think at all actually. Um Yeah, so I'm I'm interesting uh, interested in in checking it out. It looks ridiculously beautiful. Oh yeah, like from like the visuals that they showed in the trailer like from the, what they originally were. I was like mm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I remember them being. And then, like, they do the little swipe, and it shows what they're going to be. I'm like, oh, my lord. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is very, very beautiful. And, it, like, they had talked about how they're going to have, like, interactive environments. And, uh, like, when Spyro shoots out fire, grass will actually catch fire. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like, it's actually, like, even more beautiful than uh, uh, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Yeah, the the Crash Bandicoot like it looks really good. Um, I was never really like the biggest uh, Crash person, but I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. This this just looks like on a whole nother level for me though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like um, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, it's the it's the th- first three Insomniac made, uh, Spyro games recreated from the ground up for um modern consoles. And it's made by Toys for Bob, which is very interesting. It's the Skylanders studio. That doesn't that doesn't bode well. Um, I mean, I what I think is very interesting about that is because we have not seen a, a Skylanders game in the last two years. So I mean, is that a, this, even Skylanders? They even moved away from Spyro, which was weird. Yeah, like, but yeah, it's very clear that yeah, this is what they've been working on. Activision yeah. realized that uh, Skylanders not selling anymore. The toys. For life uh uh market kind of died and uh yeah after um they were like oh shit crash bandicoot is selling pretty well let's make a spyro too right yeah i'm i feel like once they once they did crash bandicoot they saw how successful that was they're like mm. all right what's the what's the next one we'll do and like i think it was a clear choice that you bring back spyro which was like it's like a class of game that's not really done anymore and i'm, I'm really excited they're bringing it back mm. Um, so, this was, uh, announced for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, no PC release and no Switch release. Uh, by the way, was Crash announced for PC? I, I know it's on the, I know it's coming to Switch. I don't know if it's coming to... Yeah, it's coming to PC. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was weird that Spyro was, I, that they were like, oh yeah, it's coming to, like, all these platforms, because I, I was really certain that it was just going to be like another timed ps4 exclusive mm. and then they're just like oh no we're gonna put it on all of them like 
It's whatever. Yeah, and it's so- really weird going. It's it is so weird going from like I think I still have like some of the original PlayStation Spyros. Like I still have my old mm. PS One floating around some here, somewhere here. Going onto like the Xbox like coming soon tab and seeing like Crash right there, and then just seeing Spyro reignited already right there. I'm like, that just seems so weird to me that there's gonna be a new like they're bringing it back. Like it was like. It was like one thing that they said it, and then it was nothing to see that I could literally just go and pre-order it right there. <laughs> yeah, so something that was very interesting about this is, yeah, they obviously didn't announce a PC or a Switch version, but people re- uh, people found that on the UK side of um, a Nintendo UK's uh, website, you could find a listing for Spyro Remastered, um, Spyro the Dragon Remastered specifically. For Nintendo Switch, and people were like, "Wait, is the Switch version coming too?" And so, what is very interesting about this is, it, obviously, like if this happened on uh, Amazon or something like that, it wouldn't be news because they would have just been a, an incorrect listing. Because um, yeah, they do that all the time, like placeholder, yeah. placeholders, and everything. Yeah, but what is so interesting about this is that you wouldn't put a listing of any game on Nintendo's official website without that being information directly from Activision. Like, there wouldn't be an employee at Nintendo going out on Wikipedia putting that information in on the Nintendo website. Like, that's not going to happen. if there was an employee there, he's not there anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, and since this... Like, uh, it's obviously called Spyro the Dragon Remastered, which is not what the actual game is called, which is very interesting. But the description of the game is the exact same description as the descriptions for uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just a case of they just had, like, they didn't finalize the... They probably gave Nintendo the info, like, forever ago, mm-hmm. and they just didn't finalize the title, or they switched it at the last moment. Yeah. yeah I know were... some people were speculating that they're not going to put the, like, super new resolution on there. They're just going to remaster the old one mm. for the Switch. But I just think it's a case of they just had outdated info. Yeah. Um. So it's very interesting that, and a lot of people are speculating that maybe uh, they're holding the Switch announcement for a, for a director or something. Um. But I think it's very clear that, especially with this... Uh, leak or whatever coming that this will eventually come to switch and oh yeah i am surprised if it didn't yeah like i think the literally the only reason why it's not coming to switch now is because active when this game started development activision didn't realize that switch was going to be a thing yeah and um in the day to get this game running on the switch they need actually they need to actually spend time to downgrade the visuals and all that stuff, which is actually like um, a lot of time that needs to be uh, spent on on development. It's an actually an actual effort to do that in a good way and have the game still look good and run well. Which wait, um, wait, 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 you're you're telling me it's not just some simple little sliding lever on the computer? <laughs> I'm calling BS. Yeah, exactly. Um... So yeah, I think this will be coming eventually to Switch. So, uh, and especially since Crash is coming to Switch, like there's literally no reason as to why this shouldn't come to Switch. I would um, I would see it coming out like early next year to the Switch. 
Yeah, and what is also interesting is that it is uh, Toys for Bob is are the ones that are actually porting um, Crash uh, and Saint Trilogy to Switch. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that also is very clear to me that yeah, Vicarious Visions they're full force onto making a new Crash game right now. Like if if uh, Vicarious Visions can't pull off like any resources to pull to um to port this game to Switch, that is indication that yeah they're making an entirely original game right now. Which that's gonna be that's gonna be weird bringing a whole new Crash out. Yeah. Or that they're working on. I know a lot of people were hoping for like a Crash Team Racing. They'd be working on that too. Mm. Yeah. But I think it, if they were porting Crash Team Racing, they would have had enough. They would have had uh, leftover um, workforce to port this to Switch. Mm-hmm. It could also be possible that the reason why Toys for Bob is doing it is because they have a lot of experience with um, a lot of different kinds of hardware since Skylanders came to like literally everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be why uh, they're porting it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see when. I think. Yeah, as I said, like yeah, this is the Spyro is coming to Switch. It's more a question when rather than um, if. Uh, but the most interesting part of it is that there's no PC version, so that means like, uh, why, like, why is there no PC version? Um, like the that could actually be also be related to like the. Uh, difference in kind of specs and all that stuff that uh, maybe the development of the Switch version is helping the PC version becoming more flexible. That could also yeah. be the case. Um, but yeah, PC's anything... for nerds though, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anything uh, else you want to talk about in, in terms of Spyro? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, they did say that... Uh... Tom Kenny was doing the voice. I know he did it for Ripto's Rage and the third one, Year of the Dragon, but they said that he's coming back to do the voice for Spyro in the first game, which is cool. Um, Because if you didn't know, Tom Kenny's the guy who does SpongeBob's voice. Hmm. Uh, who did it so in that's the first cool. game like... originally? Was it? Uh, I don't think... I don't know if... Uh... At first I was going to say they didn't have a voice, but I think they did. I... It just wasn't Tom Kenny, though. But now he's, they're redoing all the voice work for the first three games, and he's going to be the Spyro for all of them, cool. which is good. Um, it's a it's a shame that it's not. Uh, on on a side note, Elijah Wood, I guess, did it in some of the other games, like the more GameCube games. Mm. He was actually the voice of Spyro, and then unfortunately they had like David Spade do Sparks. So I really hope that doesn't come back because I don't think Sparks had any lines anyway. Mm. No I, idea. I don't need Sparks David Spade it. in my games. <laughs> Um. All right. So I guess we have some more, uh, some more time to keep going. So let's do the topic. Uh, how about you introduce the topic again? Sure. So my lovely buddy Dennis over here. He was like, "Oh, just come, come up with another topic uh, if you want to talk about anything else." And Spider-Man and Spiral were pretty big, so I didn't really feel like I figured we would be able to talk a good amount about that. And judging by the time on my Audacity file, we seem to have done that. Hmm. So, what I would what I was uh pondering was talking about uh games that we wanted to play but just couldn't find the time to do so. Mm. More importantly, like more 
directly like games that we're kind of putting off because we know it's going to be such a time investment. Yeah. And for me, definitely one of those is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which I've put off for like two years. Mm. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, Wolfenstein 2, and like Star Wars KOTOR because they remastered that. Those mm. are like my big ones where it's like, I, I want to play them so bad, but I don't want to come home after work and like just chip away like two hours at it. Yeah. Just like, because you want to feel like you're actually like gaining ground. And I feel like two hours doesn't, depending on the game, doesn't feel like you're doing all that much. Especially something like The Witcher. But, yeah, it's just like, some games are so big, and you want to sit down and play them, but then it's like, I could just literally load up like a, like a Fortnite and get like 30 matches done and feel like I've done a lot more than just like those two hours of, I don't know, Watch Dogs 2 or Wolfenstein. Yeah. So, I know you said you got ample amounts of time, but are there any games like that for you? Yeah, so a lot of there are a lot of franchises that I haven't played at all that I've been like, yeah, like I need to play because everyone talks about them, and uh, some of those are, um, um, like Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Metal Gear, and oh, yeah, Metal Gear's a big one. Yeah, and I like uh, Metal Gear is probably on the top of that list. Um, but I'm I'm just like, uh, like I don't really feel like going through all of these games and like I did start playing one of them. I don't remember which one, and I just didn't like the controls. So like I'm not motivated enough to go through all of these games. Um, and I also play I also played a little bit of Ground Zeroes, and that was cool, but a little bit too complicated, I think. Um, for my tastes, but, um, let's see, um, yeah, another one is, uh, Bloodborne. Oh, Bloodborne is so good. Yeah, it was recently free, and I have it on my, on my PlayStation 4 right now, and I'm like, mm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, I go onto so... my PS4, and every time I'm like, Uh, so yeah, Bloodborne. I I adore that game so much. Uh, I got the platinum. I got all the DLC trophies and everything. There's actually um, wow, what's his name on YouTube? Uh, I think it's Gay for Games, like G H E Y for Games. Mm. And him and whoever his uh partner are that does the videos, they do like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, like one, two, and three. I think they've done Demon Souls, but they do like what they call the ultimate guides. So. Mm. When I was working through Bloodborne, I was literally, like, in tandem watching their stuff. And it's just like, oh, here, go here for this item. Here's this item here. Here's how you should probably level up your guy for this boss. And it made it go by, like, really quick. And it felt like I was making progress on my own. And at the same time, like, making like making a good amount of progress, which was really good. So mm-hmm. that, I would say, is definitely helpful if you're going to try to dive into Bloodborne. But, ugh. I I love those games so much. Yeah, and also like a big problem with a lot of the games that I uh listed like the Final Fantasy games is that I don't like RPGs. Um yeah. so I'm like I don't really want to spend like waste a bunch of my time uh on like leveling characters up and like grinding and shit like that. I that's not not things that I'm into doing. Um, 
And uh, yeah, like I've I've watched uh, Game Grumps play uh, all the Soul game, Souls games, and uh, Bloodborne, and uh, like the story isn't really interesting. I think, like, or at least not to me. And uh, I'm not personally into games that are like, oh, look how difficult this is. Yeah, um, good, I would say the thing about Bloodborne is. Like in all those games, they they give off the like the presentation that they're super difficult, but if you prepare, they're not super super hard. Like some of the bosses are stupid easy once you know how to fight them. Mm. And aside from that, like there's the story of like those games where you can dig around and you can find all that stuff. For me, like that's really even though I adore the games, it's really secondary to me. Like I kind of honestly, I kind of make up my own story when I play them. Mm. Like they have the stuff they present to you, but it's really just like I'm just this. Hunter dude, I'm gonna go kill some stuff. That's, like, all I really need to know. Mm. So, I mean, it's not a huge weight if you don't understand, like, the lore or anything like that, because there's a lot of it I don't know. I'm I'm literally like, alright, got to this new area, gotta go this way, kill this boss, move on to the next area. And that's, a that's like, the extent of the story that I need from those games, because the gameplay is just so tight. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I'm thinking... There's anything else? You got any more on your list? No, I just kind of skimmed them. Like, there's nothing super specific. It's just like, it's just like I I know they're gonna be like a time commitment, and it's like I just don't know when I'm gonna have the time to do it. Even though I have the time to just sit around and do nothing anyway. Mm. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, maybe start, that is. Start Bloodborne. Do it meow. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll give that a shot. Yeah, I'm looking through my my games on PS4 right now just to like make sure. Well, that that's a crippling thing to do. Like I have a bunch <laughs> of games on like my Xbox and PS4, and I just go through them. I'm like, I'm like, what what am I gonna start and try to make a dent in? <laughs> and it's just like there's too there's too many games. Yeah, and it it doesn't help that they give out. They've been giving out like on both systems like fairly good games, mm. and it just constantly stacks up like what I have to go through. Yeah, like just looking at my Xbox, I got 120 games just chilling here, <laughs> and like it's like I, I don't know where to start. And I just saw oh horse racing simulator. Heard that's gonna be a quick one. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's um. I think that's pretty much it for this episode, yeah? Or do you have anything yeah. else to add? Um, don't buy Horse Simu- Racing Simulator 2016. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta add. If that's the only thing you take away from this, <laughs> don't buy it. Alright, um, so where can people find uh, you? Um, well, I'm not gonna give out my home address if that's what you're asking for. <laughs> no, well, give out your Twitter and potentially YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, so Twitter, uh, Xbox and PS4. If you want to play games, uh, it's all Smackerly. I think I have an Instagram. That's the that's Smackerly also. Uh, update it very rarely. And then if you want to watch my my super sweet movie review YouTube videos, there's some game stuff in there too. Uh, go on YouTube and look up the Smackerly. That's T H E S M A C K E R L Y. Pretty sure I spelled that right. <laughs> yeah, there will be links in the description for for all that. So, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I do movie giveaway codes sometimes. So check those out. 
you might win a free movie code because no one comments on my video. So if you do it, you're pretty much assured to win. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, yeah, you can find me at Dennis underscore Lofgren on Twitter. You can find you can follow the channel at Rebreak Radio on Twitter. Join the Rebreak Network Discord group. Uh, you can find a lot of uh, friends and collaborators in there. And um, I've also recently gotten more active on Instagram. I'm posting um, a lot of um, uh, pictures that I've taken, like photo modes in games and like uh, game clips that I've saved and all that stuff. So. If you're interested in that, go check that out. Um, that, that's pretty cool. I've been using, I've been mostly trying to promote my YouTube stuff on Instagram using my dog. That seems <laughs> to work out really well. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, but yeah, uh, like the video, share all of that stuff, and we'll see you again next week on Raybreak Radio. Bye. Bye. <laughs>